guess what the plumb line is for all of human thought and human behavior? Everything is compared to an expectation. So you can't have a thought where you say, well, I think that person's right or wrong, or I think this needs to be added unless you're comparing it to something. And so expectation is as low as you go as a foundation. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mind Muscle Connection. Joe Klimzeski and Tyler Weeb. Tyler, you decided after all this time, let's do an episode on expectation. You got tired of me mentioning it every episode and uh, <laughs> thought, hey, let's just do one on that. And, and I swear, I had to go back and look at our entire list of episodes. I thought we, we had to have done one, right? We have not. So uh, we, we get to kind of wrap this up because it, it is such a foundational schema to Everything we do, you and I are talking about cognitive psychology, social psychology, philosophy, worldview stuff, daily living, just everything that, that we want to incorporate into how do you live your best life. And this is something that keeps coming up. So, so tell me in your words, because I'm, I'm going to gush, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off. So I'm going to let you have the first shot at explaining you know, w- w- what it means to you uh, just to, to have that as a threshold expectation in the things that we contemplate and, and, you know, why you want to do this topic. Well, it's funny because I was expecting to go first. Cause I was like, well, if I brought up the topic, I'm assuming I'll be uh, the first to go. So I am, you know, not surprised by this. <laughs> um, but Hey, you know what? Yeah. It's, it's been something on my mind a lot lately. Um, and specifically for me, just, you know, lately I've been thinking about it in the terms of, you know, how I interact you know, with my clients and, you know, what I see a lot on, you know, a daily basis. And, you know, I know that the theme of expectations has been a a very much prevalent one that has ran through, you know, the 25, 30 episodes of, of what we have done. And, um, you know, so often I find that tension and that conflict and, you know, where someone gives up, if you will, is that gap between expectation and reality. They have this expectation. A lot of times you'll you'll see it. Someone's coming into their very first show and they're like, oh, I expect to win my pro card, right? Or, you know, you have someone coming in who has yo-yo dieted for years, but they expect to lose 50 pounds in, in 12 weeks. And so you have to be as a coach, you know, that reality against their expectations. And so you know, that's kind of where a lot of my thought process has been in that idea of stuff. You know, I've also then, you know, been thinking, you know, how does that apply to me? You know, how, you know, do my expectations fit with the reality of things? You know, how does my self-deception fit with my expectations and my reality? And I, so it just seems to be such a common theme that you see with so many people on why maybe they don't reach somewhere where, they have this massive expectation that just doesn't fit with the reality of that context with where they're at in life. You know, if you're someone who wants to lose 50 pounds, but you've got three kids, a full-time job and a husband, and you know, you're volunteering for this. Well, guess what? It might take a little bit longer than 25 weeks. Right. And so we have to be able to kind of have this balance because when we have like such these high expectations that don't necessarily maybe fit with the reality 
that's kind of just where it's like you almost get blindsided when you really shouldn't have. Right. And we kind of have this, this self-deception, you know, that, you know, you and I have been talking offline about lately. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of been where my mind has been, you know, with expectations. I'm again, I'm sure there's multiple ways we could go, but that's kind of where I was looking at it. And, you know, how can I be a reality check when someone's expectations maybe get a little bit ahead of them? Well, I, I came to it out of almost pure psychological need personally, in that as somebody who has always been high energy, high ambition, ADHD, the, the uncontrolled side of that is high anxiety. And in fact, seven, eight, nine years ago, I started seeing several therapists. I was just kind of seeing which voices I could learn from the best. So I started with one and kind of moved to another and was integrating all this information about anxiety. And just just reading and thinking, I, I had this epiphany that, you know, I, I think I think I've I've come up with something like happiness and contentment and my own ability to not feel anxious was the difference, like a mathematical equation. Here is what I expect and here's what I get. And I remember a definition of anger being Anchor is just your will being blocked. You didn't get what you want, the parking space or this, you know, culmination of a relationship or whatever. And so you're pissed off. That's you're not happy. Expectation, what you get. So I thought that's literally it. And you control, you can control both of those levers. You can control your expectation. So I literally thought I had like figured out life. Like I'm going to be like, like, known for this centuries from now. And then I realized other people had been talking about this for a long time, but just in different terms. So going all the way back to the Stoics, because, you know, the ancient Greeks, I mean, you had things happening in Egypt, you had things happening in Asia. And, you know, even Jesus himself, as recorded in the Bible, was crucified for bringing Buddhist philosophy into Judaism. You know, you look at the Sermon on the Mount, I think we've talked about this, and every single thing he says is just the Tao and, you know, the wise men from the East. You know, all this stuff was happening in Asia. So, so, so you know, he, he was kind of talking about the same things as far as, you know, you expect the law just to be don't murder. Well, I say don't hate your brother, that kind of thing. And you know, it just really softens your attitude. And, and so when I started thinking about this and talking to other people, I started seeing it in even lines of philosophy. So those Greek Stoics, they didn't say, hey, measure your expectations. They basically just said, don't expect anything. You know, life is suffering. They borrowed that from Asia, from the East, from Buddhism and Taoism. And, and just, you know, everything, everything that you get that's good as a gift, like that should be your attitude. And then you see it cycling upward through philosophy. And Schopenhauer was one of the first Schopenhauer was the biggest influence on Nietzsche. And Schopenhauer is known as the pessimistic philosopher, because he was basically taking the existentialist times 10 and saying life is just a fucking nightmare. There's nothing good in it. You might as well go kill yourself. But if you don't, like at least try to create some meaning, create some happiness. And he really, you know, without expressly talking about expectation, he was saying pretty much expect the worst, 
so that you can have more joy and contentment every time something good happens. So, you know, I've, from the time that I really kind of captured this in my own way till now, it has become one of my greatest central schemas. And I, and I can honestly say at 53 years old, I have never been happier in my life. And it's because I do view things that way. I have become a a pretty well-reasoned existentialist or absurdist in the fact that I, I do realize you're going to have some good luck and you have some bad luck, some really terrible shit's going to happen to you. Some really great stuff's going to happen. You're going to make things happen on your own because you're working so hard. You're going to fail in some areas. You throw all that into the mix of an entire life and your ability to live happily and with full contentment through that is just to expect it all. Man, uh, I think we need to make a church and that's like our, our main sermon. <laughs> that was, yeah. that was very powerful. That was good. But yeah, it, it's kind of funny that you mentioned, you know, some of that anxiety stuff and, and, you know, how that was the catalyst for all of this and kind of set you on this journey, because I think, you know, for myself, that was, that was part of it as well. And, and having a lot of this anxiety and, you know, going through therapy and, you know, the existential realizations that, you know, growing up in a, you know, quite heavy religious, you know, household community, you know, it was quite a, a, a anxiety driven transformation. And, you know, not only was it, you know, part of the existential, but, you know, it was having the anxiety of, you know, in my life of expectations, reality, and, you know, wondering where that line was and trying to figure that out. Like, you know, mine was a lot more self-confidence based. And there were times I was questioning my sanity where I did not know what to believe, where the line was between expectations, you know, what I was thinking and then what the reality was. And that was, that was a pretty scary place to be. And, and, you know, having that thought going like, I going crazy, like, and so it can really kind of get you into, you know, that what I'm not too sure, maybe what's a, like a, a box, if you will, where you kind of just going round and round and round and it can be so hard to get out of and, you know, being able to have that epiphany and I think also then accept it like emotionally as well. Like logically it always makes sense, but it's kind of that emotional connection to it where you can start to lower those expectations of things. You can, you know, lower your, your anxiety, your, uh, your agit, you know, your agitability. I've always find I'd be so agitated. Right. And, and the smallest things, right. You just can be so agitated line, this line, that traffic. And it's just like, Whoa, like, we need to we need to slow down here, right? And we need to be happy that yeah, you, I think you said it in those small moments of you know just you know sitting in the car with your family or you know what have you. We're it's kind of like we're so conditioned to just go to that irritable irritable part, right? And, and that negative part. And I know we've talked about this a lot as well. As hey, take that second, slow down the initial response, and then go from there. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier today and just, you know, some of the things I, I might want to discuss. And I started thinking through all of the 
philosophical thought changes. And I, I know you're going through John Verveke's series, as I am, Awakening from the Meaning Crisis. And, and he does a really good job of juxtaposing one, one worldview to the next generationally and from one philosopher to the next. And, and you see people as we should, like you, as I, I mentioned, Nietzsche was influenced by Schopenhauer, and yet he kind of takes the ball and goes to a different direction. And then somebody takes it from Nietzsche and goes to the different direction. And there are all of these yearnings and searches for some unifying singular meaning of life or, you know, how, how we should think, how we're motivated, self-determination theory, things like that. And as I said, everybody thinks like they have found the answer but in all of those pendulum swings and just circular, you know, running around, guess what the plumb line is for all of human thought and human behavior? Everything is compared to an expectation. So you can't have a thought where you say, well, I think that person's right or wrong, or I think this needs to be added, unless you're comparing it to something. And so expectation is as low as you go as a foundation. I mean, you talk about Descartes' foundationalism theories and so forth. You can't get any more base. Like you have to have whatever you believe or change in your belief structures creates now a new, almost like a protractor, like a new angle aligning yourself toward that expectation. And so if you can imagine that as, as like the center of the solar system, the sun, and knowing that you can control that, you, you can make your expectation what you want it to be, and then everything reorient around that, that's, that is the whole ballgame. Yeah, because you can't, because you certainly can't expect people to react, to act how you would like them to, but you know, you, like you said, you can control how you act. And that's where I think it really comes down to in the most simplest of terms of like, everyone's going to, you know, do what they do. You might run into, you know, the occasional individual that, you know, is maybe, you know, like you has that thought process, but, you know, I think, and I think you've said this before too, is, you know, or no, it's maybe it was Steph again, kill them with kindness. Like, you know, that that's something that, we're talking about, you know, this circular pattern that people like they expect you to get back at them in an agitable way. That's like kind of what they're almost looking for. And you jump, you step out of that circular fashion and, and kill them with kindness. That's going to catch most people off guard. And it's going to, for the most part, I would hope, you know, change how that, that secondary reaction is. And all of a sudden now you've, you've diffused it, whatever situation and you've, you know, maybe gained a new understanding. Maybe you've changed that person's thought process. It just, I mean, it just pays to be kind. Yeah. And, and you know, you initially brought up physique sport and expectations in, you know, a, a, a health pursuit, like losing body fat. And, and that is entirely true. Uh, I have so many talks with clients knowing that, 95% of people will gain weight back that they've lost. I mean, you and I, whether it's for performative physique or normal real life goals, we, you know, we, we have that kind of a, an expectation going back to expectations, like, like people expect it to be amazing and perfect. And we know, wait a second, there's a 95% chance you're going to fail. Um, 
wow, like yeah. if, if I yeah. double the, the market standard, I still only have a 10% success rate. That's a pretty dire job to walk into every day. And so for us to, to continue to discuss with our clients, like, hey, wait a second, as you mentioned, Tyler, maybe going a little bit slower, or maybe this week wasn't the best, but that doesn't mean the whole race is lost. And let's let's change our orientation to this expectation in a way that you can continue to make progress in, instead of feeling frustrated and like a failure every single day, if you realize you are beating those odds, you're, you're going to be in the slim 5% of people who do this well, and it's long-term lasting change. Like every week of progress should be amazing. I have clients all the time where I have to take screenshots <laughs> of, of their long-term charts. Like, like, look what you've done in the last three months. I mean, yes, I'm sorry. You didn't lose an ounce, you know, yesterday, but wow, let's look at this. Yeah. And, and, and it, it is, yeah. I mean, that plumb line of expectation is everything. Yeah. And, you know, it's the, the better you have an understanding, the more you have an understanding on how something works. I find that that plumb line becomes a lot more sturdy. And I'm not talking about, you know, turning off and, and not accepting new views that can change that plumb line, but the, the more you can learn and understand what you're doing, why you're doing all of that, it's going to make that plumb line a lot more sturdy and allow you to not have such these wild swings that are going to go back and forth. You're going to be able to stay more closer, you know, to that middle and not get too far away from yourself. So, you know, I think, yeah, just being able to, you know, practice that and, and have that understanding and being able then to, you know, talk about that, you know, the, that's that topic with the client so that they can understand it is just such a massive part of, of the coaching process. Like I tell people, I'm like, as much research has come out, like over the last 20, 30 years on, on nutrition and health and things like that, we have a pretty good idea on how to lose body fat, you know, in a healthy way. And we know how to balance it out as we come out of it and have sustainable lifestyle. Like we know, for the most part, the machinations of, of achieving a physique, you know, have more muscle, things like that, right? But yet, why do people fail, right? We come back to this expectation versus reality where, you know, they've had this expectation where it's, you know, 20 pounds in three weeks, you know, this and that, this and that, you know, and it's just gotten so out of touch with, you know, what is actually a very simple reality in terms of just the, you know, very basic mechanistic things that we have to do to get there. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to close this out with a nod to Stephanie, but I think we need to get like a meme of her in this Shakespearean <laughs> philosopher garb. She has something that her, her employees joke. She has a Stephanie look. Okay. You're in trouble if you get that look. Right. And so we could do, you know, superimpose it with a quote. Well, she's, she's, <laughs> she said, kill him with kindness. And I would add that you will truly become a kinder, more content person if you do realize that when you do feel upset, frustrated, anxious in any way, that it, it could come back down to expectations. That should at least be evaluated. D did you hear with all of the changing of the guard with, with Queen Elizabeth passing away and King Charles now taking the throne? I, I, I don't know if you have read these things, but... Not. 
he um, th there's this funny little viral video of him trying to like sign the declaration of transition and so forth. And like the pen breaks and he's like, oh, God damn, fuck, fuck, blah, 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 I hate this fucking thing. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, you know, Chucky, like slow down. It's just a pen. It's just a pen. It, it'll be okay. Yeah. But then you realize this is a guy who has a valet who irons his shoestrings every morning and has an aide who puts on the toothpaste on his toothbrush every day. And if it's not perfect, like they have to, have to redo it and talk about expectations, right? If for 73 years, that has been your life, your expectations are going to be slightly askew. And I think a lot of us, whatever our station in life, whatever our experiences, you know, we, we tend to forget where we are and perhaps where we've come from. And sometimes you just need that gut check. Like what, what is real life supposed to be? When, Half of the world is going to go to bed hungry today when 25,000 kids are going to starve literally to death today on this planet. You know, people are at war like, hmm, maybe I'm OK. Maybe I'm having a little bit better day than I thought. And I think that can really bring our contentment up and our frustration down if we just come back to that baseline once in a while. Perfect. All right. Thanks, man. Again, good topic. We finally got this in. Like this should have yeah, been one of the first foundational <laughs> videos, but uh, expectation, it's everything. Thanks, guys. We will see you next time in the Mind Muscle Connection.